0: You're listening to the voice of Kayla Pitts and this is the Mixed Bread Podcast. Hello and welcome to season 2 of Mixed Bread Podcast. Today we're recording at the end of November, a particularly celebratory day for approximately half of the country. Some stress has been relieved. Unfortunately, also the end of spooky season. We just finished Halloween, and I, like most people, am not ready to let it go. So today, I have one of my oldest friends, Casey, here, and she's going to teach us about the Day of the Dead, and we're going to make some dead bread. Let's bake some bread. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Are you sure this isn't for a kid? Looks like yeah. They like. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me while I now have to clean the one other medium-sized pan that I have in my house. Okay.
1: Yeah, you really. And so the point of kneading, again, you probably already know, but so I'll just do it for the listeners, um, is developing the gluten content, which is what gives the bread structure, which makes it hold up when you bake it, um, and get that nice oven spring. And so um, we're developing, like, those chain links in the bread, mm-hmm. and it'll be, uh, it'll make it look nice and pretty and hopefully fluffy. There's a way to um, tell when we get a little bit closer what you'll do. So we'll take, like, a piece of the bread, and we'll kind of do the window pane test. Oh, heard I've this? heard of, yeah. Well, and I've
0: only seen it on Great British Baking. So, yeah. So yeah. obviously this has no structure. It's just, like, oh, ripping apart. Oh, because it our. rips open, and that's not what you want.
1: And when it's nice and developed, like, we'll be able to make it, like, almost translucent. You'll be able yeah. to see through it. Um, so that's what we're going for. That's how we know that it's like properly needed. kneaded, developed. Do you watch Grapefruit? Oh my god, I love it. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah. like baking and then there's baking bread.
0: Oh, also, oh, yeah. I want to say for the record, listeners, um, I know during COVID and quarantine, everybody jumped into their sourdough <laughs> starters. For the record, Casey here. True Baker was doing it way before any of that quarantine craziness and it became trendy, okay? I, I <laughs> you deserve want, the credit. I just
1: want you guys to know that I she did was it struggling before long was cool. before any of you. So,
0: yeah, Feel humble.
1: It, it basically is saying that I was depressed before the rest of you were.
0: So. <laughs> All right. Listen. Your your sadness isn't special. <laughs> In fact, it's late. Actually, yeah. Cool. And let's get ready for the proving interview.
1: Why am I nervous?
0: Oh. I don't know. I literally just got nervous as I sat down. (laughs) Like, I've never done this before. Okay, Okay, so we're going to let the dough prove for... Well, we're going to let it tell us, according to Casey, the bread guru. We're going to let the bread tell us when it's done proving. Mm -hmm. Um, Such a a nice way to say that. (laughs) All I've said so far in the podcast is your name. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are?
1: Where to begin? I'm a nurse, 27 years old. I've known Kayla,
0: basically... (laughs) Holy
1: <laughs> what was that? What was that? A little bit louder? Oh my gosh. You're my longest friend. Ah. Like 20 years. 20 years, literally. It doesn't seem like we're old enough to be like measuring time in that way. No, not at <laughs> all. Um, yeah, I'm a nurse. I'm... Probably the nearest Mexican American in Londonderry, so I think that's how I got recruited for this oh, job. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. There was <laughs> there was not a long there was process. not a lot, but
1: yeah, I think that pretty much sums me up and the little chestnut. Cool.
0: I mean, yeah, everybody introduces themselves differently. I like Mm -hmm. to make it open so people can say what they want and be like, Mm -hmm. mention their siblings, or if they own a dog, or what. It's all based on how you see yourself, you know? I know you- The mother of the shadow. You you are a dog mommy. I know, I love my baby. (laughs) How long have you been a nurse for?
1: Going on seven years
0: now, which also feels weird. That's so, we're so old.
1: Yeah, I have like a
0: career now. We're almost thirty. I know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Fine. Okay, it's we don't fine. we don't have to talk about it. Everything's
1: fine, it's fine. Um, okay.
0: well so I was very excited to have you for this episode in particular. I am kind of regretful that we weren't able to do it closer to the actual day or you know, Halloween or anything like that. We're just shy by a, like maybe five or six days. So close. But I did want to learn about the Day of the Dead um, Mm -hmm. and dead bread. And I I know, well, can you say them,
1: please? It's Pande Muerto um, for Dia de los Muertos.
0: Dia de los Muertos. Dia
1: de los Muertos. Uh, Which is obviously Day of the Dead. Um, Just an old Mexican tradition that I think is now just starting to take foot in the United States. Really? Um, I just, I think about like just like the past five years, maybe. I've seen way more Day of the Dead decorations, like at Michael's, at Home Goods, that I never saw as a kid.
0: How old which were I you? Which I think is cool. How old were you when you learned about the Day of the Dead?
1: Uh, we've always known about Like, growing up, we always knew about it. My, okay, so my family is. Literally made up of witches. <laughs> um, I mean that in the best way. Um, so there's the Mexican word, I should say the Spanish word for witch, which is bruja, which is my mother's family. My grandmother had an altar in her bedroom, like we we're big time. She used to uh, cut the clouds with a knife, a special knife, Whoa. when a storm was coming. And so, yeah, we've always, I mean, a, I feel, when I think about who I am, like going back to your first question, I definitely identify with being Mexican-American more than any of my other ethnicities that I am. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just the closest closest thing that I identify with. So when I think about, as a kid, like we knew about the Day of the Dead, but we didn't really celebrate it that much. My mother's family, well my mother's one of five, growing up in Texas, in a small, like in Texas, just a small town, and so her parents didn't really want her to learn Spanish, they didn't want her to celebrate anything Mexican, they tried to make her as American as possible. Did they know Spanish? Oh yeah, big time, yeah. Her, they all knew, knew Spanish, they all spoke it, you know, from Mexico, literally. But they didn't and so, want her to. But they didn't want her to, and same thing with my dad, who's Puerto Rican, but um, I don't really, like, I can't even really think of many. Puerto Rican examples that we had growing up. I think it was just so like under the rug, like it wasn't even like you were just American, you know? Yeah. whatever. For better or worse, I think there's like pros and cons to it, um, both sides, but so we always knew about it growing up and just I think in high school, I realized like, why are we not celebrating this more? Like this is such a big part of our culture and it's a special time, I think, especially around Halloween, People get caught up in like the scary side of things. Mm -hmm. I don't really care personally for Halloween. It's not not my favorite holiday, but I love Day of the Dead because it's such a different take on it. Like we're celebrating our loved ones for one who have passed, gone before us. This year, you know, every year it's it. Yeah, you get that bittersweet feeling. I just lost a cousin a few weeks, a couple months ago. But being able to put the picture up, remember them, celebrate them, tell stories. Feels great. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you were younger and you, mm-hmm. your parents introduced you to, or I mean, I, I at least explained what it was because you didn't celebrate it at that mm-hmm. age, it wasn't a scary concept to you.
1: No, not at all. And I love, and it's so funny because I hate scary movies. I yeah. can't watch. <laughs> I'm such a big baby. I can't. <laughs> so bad. Um, but I love Calaveras. So what I brought in today, uh, which you'll see in the picture later on. So they're called Sugar Skulls, the Spanish word is Calaveras. Not scary to me at all as a kid. Like, I loved them, I loved the designs. Every time I pass them, I have to buy one. Right. <laughs> I just have to. And so, no, it's never scary, and it's never meant to be scary. Um, like I said, the Day of the Dead is just a celebration of life more than anything. And it's really not about death, per se, other than just celebrating those who have gone before us.
0: So your parents are the ones who taught you and... Actually, more so in high school,
1: um, in Spanish class.
0: So, <laughs> your so, teachers? So my teachers are really the ones who,
1: who taught me the history behind it, and from the family perspective it was just more um, like the traditions, the like learning um, some of the Spanish words and the, the feelings that go behind it, and then the history kind of came from school. So mm-hmm. do you, do you remember now what the origins are? Oh, it goes, it goes way, way back. I can tell you, so when people think of Day of the Dead, they probably have an image of their mind of, well, in recent, you'd see the movie Coco, and you see, like, yeah. the um, uh, the people who are dressed up, the skeletons with, like, the big to-do, and the hat, and, like, they're all very, like, refinely dressed. And that harkens back to class hierarchies. And so, The mentality was, you know, there's obviously the lower classes and the upper class. And so the idea was, well, we're all equal in death. So, you know, kind of like, screw you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, whatever. In like a playful way. And so, um, I mean, we we can get into all the um, really fun traditions that go on with Day of the Dead. I brought these in, so these kind of harken back to marigolds which are the traditional flower that you have for the day of the dead they're meant to guide spirits between here and the afterlife if that's what you believe in the yeah, afterlife but um the marigolds are huge pandemarto massive big part of a day of the dead and it's all part of a greater scheme which is the ofrenda that's the big centerpiece for the Day of the Dead. So I know you saw my ofrenda last year. Is that the altar? The altar, yeah. So ofrenda is Spanish basically offering, and so the Day of the Dead you're celebrating your loved ones, but you're also supporting them in the afterlife. So the idea is on this day, which is November 1st and 2nd, which is All Saints Day and All Souls Day respectively, so these are the days that they're allowed to come back to earth. And you support them by replenishing them, you're giving them food, drink, you make an offering to them, for your loved ones you might put a particular gift that they would appreciate that means something to them. So, as an example, like my grandfather loved um, Johnny Walker Red Label, so I always make sure I have a bottle for him. And then this past year, a couple months ago with my cousin dying, sort of unexpectedly, I put a little shot glass, she's from Texas, that says, don't mess with Texas, with a little nip of, um, um, excuse me, uh, whiskey. And, uh, and then she was Newport Lights as her smoke, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so I just figured this is her first I'm coming back to Earth, so... I'm You'd sure. have a shot for her. her? Here's a shot for her, and... Do you, you put know, photos, too? Photos are a big part of it, so the idea is, you know, you put up their picture, and that's, you know, remembering them and allowing them to, to come back and, and visit you. So, yeah, like I said, it's none of it's meant to be scary. It's a celebration of life. It's supporting your loved ones, remembering them, and hopefully supporting them in the afterlife. How long do you keep the altar up for? sort of individual. I like to put it up like a week or two before the Day of the Dead just to kind of get the, you know, everyone's putting up their Halloween decorations, I'm going to do my Day of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then I leave it up for a couple weeks after. And I don't even like to take it down because I like having the pictures up and <laughs> Kevin laughs at me because I'm like, did you say goodnight to the family? Oh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, I
0: did, don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Um, I did really love your altar, and that's why I asked you to bring some stuff with you, too, because I think that it really just, like... Did
1: I show you my altar this year?
0: No, but I creep. Did you creep creep on it? Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah.
1: So you just put up pictures. Um, So there's some symbolic things. Which I, I apologize, I can't speak to all of the intricacies, but I know like level like there's a certain mental levels that you're supposed to have, which represent like the levels up to heaven. Oh, fruit is usually an offering, so I put an orange up there. Are Whoopsie. these cookies? These are like my Mexican chocolate chip cookies over Ooh, there. Ooh,
0: I'm gonna try some of those Obviously, later. Obviously, the
1: Pante Muerto, the flowers that you made. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh. Um, what else did I put on there? Just a rosary. Kevin, his gram, loved to play scratchy lotteries. Oh, so we put a lottery <laughs> um, ticket on we there? We put some lottery tickets. Wine, I did. Oh, a little cup and saucer, so my grandpa, the other thing he loved to do. When he drank coffee, had to be with a cup and saucer. The man knew what he liked, all right? Wow. <laughs> he was a classy. Did you class... make these, or are these like? These, I, I got them on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I, two, did,
0: though, I did make they're them. They're like paper, but, right? Yeah, they're paper, paper yeah. flowers.
1: And then, yeah, and
0: then, so obviously. Well, maybe if Casey's open to it, um, we can share some of her pictures on the Mixed Bread Podcast Instagram. You can see what she does for the altars and the various levels that she's talking about with the flowers and the fruit. Yeah. So that you mentioned that movie Coco, I'm I have not watched it, but many of my male friends have admitted to me that that's the movie that made them cry, which makes I me even know. more terrified to watch it. But I wanted to know your opinion. How accurate do you think that that movie is, and how do you oh feel my about God. that movie?
1: Love it, love the movie. Kevin and I saw it in the theater, and
0: when it came out, Kevin, <laughs> and not to like throw Kevin
1: up in the spotlight, but yeah, he got teary eyed, and honestly. <laughs> It's, it's not important how many times I've seen the movie now, but um, every time it gets me right in the little feels, and yeah, I think they do a really good job of talking about the history, and one thing they bring up is the Alibrijes, which are spirit guides, oh. uh, which are usually, you have probably that seen gave, them.
0: I just got goosebumps when I you know. said that.
1: Yeah. Like, you probably have seen them in, if you've ever been to like a mexican like themed market or anything like that if you've seen like calaveras usually there's alebrijes like right next to them they're like kind of like super colorful looking like spirit animals that are usually like dragon dug out like they're all like different oh. animals in one and so spirit guides are really important yeah i mean i think disney picks like as with anything they're gonna take a little artistic license which is fine but I think ultimately in terms of the spirit of the holiday they nailed it
0: yeah you're mm-hmm. happy with that as a movie mm-hmm. they did a good job yeah portraying the good and and for kids so that they would understand yeah. what it is
1: and I think that especially with kids like they, they were right on that borderline between like the what might be considered like scary or like morbid mm-hmm. that like morbid like funny like right in that sweet spot yeah <laughs> which well, is good. like right where you need to be
0: yeah. Well, maybe I will give it a chance then. Maybe I will watch oh it God. when I'm ready to have a good, when hard you're cry.
1: Ready, it's gonna, it'll get you right there. Like, right when you least expect it. You're like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what I hate. I hate. That's why I watch scary movies. I'm like, I don't want to cry. Yeah.
1: No. Sh-. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. But uh, just know that that's coming for work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: about doing audio stuff is that suddenly, randomly, all of your audio can disappear and you have to do it all oh, over again. No. Who doesn't love that? Oh. So we're <laughs> Jumping back in time real quick. <laughs> so the bread is in the oven, baking. We're gonna let it bake for an hour. So my questions for you are, are there different kinds of dead bread? Have you had any bad ones or any great ones? Do you think yours are the best or do you think your mom's is the best?
1: I mean, not to sound braggy,
0: but, um, yeah, I think mine are the best. Um, my
1: mom can't be trusted in the best way. She's great at a lot of things. I love her, but she mixes up salt and sugar, so that's where we are with that.
0: So she doesn't do any baking? She
1: doesn't do any baking. These days she's vegan, so I I can't even trust her to be a good human. Um, I'm sorry, your followers are probably, like, She's just kidding. It was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, she's a better human. That's what Um, I mean. Because she's vegan, yeah. Does anyone
0: in your family make dead bread?
1: No, actually, I'm really the only one. I mean, me and my cousins celebrate the Day of the Dead. Like, we all do our separate altars, and we have our own ways of celebrating. But I'm not pretty much like the baker in the family. And, um, and so I've kind of taken it on myself, and every year, I, I'd like to think every year I've gotten better at this. I've learned on what worked well, like the years past, and and then just from my own experience, baking other things, other breads, and other you know experiments that I've done, which is what all baking is, is, is an experiment. It's total chemistry. Yeah. Um, I've been able to apply, hopefully, some of my skills. And I think every year has gotten better than the one before. And then I know there's just like so much science with like the proofing, like knowing when something is properly proofed. Like yeah. It could be like, honestly, like minutes between like, perfect and perfect. Overproofed. Yeah. Oh my God. Paul, Paul, I love you. <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's, seriously, it's, it's crazy science that's involved. And so, yeah, I think I've gotten better. Is there like a bad way to do it? I think it's just personal preference. No. I mean, I'm not I don't claim to be the best bread baker in the world. Hopefully one day, but no. I mean, I'm sure Paul Hollywood would cut into this and he'd probably have some thoughts. <laughs> so, but as far um, as dead
0: bread, it's like the anise, the licorice flavor. It's the anise, that's what's,
1: you know, iconic to it. I think what defines it is candied marzipan. But not everyone does the orange glaze like we we're, we're going to do. So, um yeah, I think that's, I. and I haven't really even seen the orange slice on a lot of recipes. I just know that that's the way I've always done it and the way my family always likes it.
0: Other people just do like powdered sugar on the top Powered of their loaves. Powdered sugar,
1: um, just the colored sugar, like just different variations or just plain. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen other recipes where they put the orange, like, in the batter, like, in the dough. So it ends up being, like, if you have, like, orange blossom water, I've seen people do it that way. I've never found orange blossom water at the grocery
0: store. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't
1: have it at Market Basket, so, yeah. um, no. So I've always just done the orange glaze on top, and I like it because then the bread, like, speaks for itself, and then you get this, like, nice little, like, tang from the, from the glaze. It's nice, and you can have it, you know morning, afternoon,
0: any time of day. Yeah, Uh, it's perfect. So I noticed, so with our recipe, and I don't know if this is standard for all dead bread recipes, but our recipe made two loaves, Mm -hmm. and I'd imagine that's one for people to enjoy, and then the other one goes on the altar.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: How long do you keep your bread on the altar, and what do you do with it after?
1: (laughs) So we, you know, we usually keep it on the altar, at least the, you know, November 1st and 2nd when the um, Days of the Dead are. And then, you know, we might leave it on for a few days. But really that one just ends up in the trash. It's for it's for the dead. It's yeah. not really for us. And then the one that we eat that never ends up lasting very long. We just, uh, we always inhale it. And,
0: and then the other one, one ends up going stale and Yeah. there's and nothing no, left to do. I don't do. think
1: there's usually anything good you can do with it. But yeah, that one's, that one's just an offering
0: and then one for us to enjoy. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, So my last question, and I really enjoyed your answer before, which has been lost to the sands of time. I don't even remember. Um, But basically my question to you was, so if the Day of the Dead, it's so hard to frame this question. Um, I feel like I did it better last time. So with the Day of the Dead being this concept of the belief of what happens after life Mm -hmm. for this group, for this community, for this group of people, however you want to, the people who celebrate Day of the Dead, the the whole concept is that you're honoring the people who've passed, which means that you all sort of have this agreed upon belief of what happens after life. Do you think that the Day of the Dead is more of a religious or a cultural? concept
1: um the short answer is both yeah <laughs> neither yeah. <laughs> both um, and neither um yeah i think it, it, the, as hard as it is to frame the question it's equally hard to, to respond i think well i mean just you take it for the mexican culture it is what it is it is deeply um, religious just by nature very catholic and so definitely some of that plays into it um i don't think the pope would like approve of dead people coming back to life right but but, um essentially yeah essentially it's deeply religious i mean you would see if you went to mexico city on the day of the dead you would see crosses and and you would see priests and everyone would be there and so i think it's it's both it's cultural i mean personally for myself i don't think of myself as religious per se, more spiritual, so I think, you know, I, I like to imagine my loved ones coming back in whatever form you believe that is. I'm not saying it's like a ghost or anything, but you know, I I just speaking personally, I don't even know if this is um, what other people think. but. Yeah, I just imagine, like, their energies, their vibes coming back, and and hopefully they feel the love that I, I feel for them that I'm putting out to the universe, and they're coming back and taking these couple of days to... I appreciate that I'm supporting them. I'm remembering them. I love them, and I'm never gonna forget them.
0: Yeah, like mm-hmm. honoring the time that they did spend with you when they were here. Mm-hmm. The way you had framed it earlier, you had mentioned um, you religious under like true religious undertones, but yeah, you think definitely. more cultural.
1: I think so. Yeah, I don't think it has to be like a religious thing where it's like. There's, you know, heaven and hell and all this. Like you could get, you could get messy and you, it could, um, that could spout. But yeah, there's definitely deep religious undertones. But I think it, it can make it what it is, which I think is what makes the Day of the Dead so popular and nowadays. Is that it's kind of a holiday for everyone. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a a religious, not religious thing. Doesn't even have to be like a Mexican and not Mexican thing. It's just like here we are. This is like universally like we all know this is like all saints day all souls day whether or not you believe in it um or not this is this is the holiday that's celebrated and if you want to partake it's a good time to remember remember your loved ones and what they meant to you
0: and everyone has loved ones yeah and everyone's lost someone that's this
1: yeah though um i hesitate to say sad because it's it's not meant to be a sad holiday it's the truth of it is yeah at some point in our lives, we lose someone close to us, whether it be a loved, you know, a family member or a friend or a coworker or just that person you saw every day at the bus stop, whatever.
0: Do people do pet
1: things in their ulcers? Yes, they do. Oh. Actually, yes, big time. People do pets. And um, now I'm sad that I didn't put a picture of Buster. Oh <laughs> Why no! I do sorry. that. No, oh, no. We love you, Buster. I know he's. A, I mean, if there is a dog heaven, I think.
0: Oh, that yeah, <laughs> if he's not running it by now.
1: <laughs> yeah, people put their pets on there. I mean, you know, pets are family. They are so important to us. And so, yeah, people put their pets on there. Whatever's important to you. Like, we can all agree that, that this exists, that we all, at some point... Um, you know lose someone important to us and so yeah we're just harkening back to the holiday it's it's that time to remember them celebrate the time that they were here that we got to enjoy them and hopefully let them know that they're not forgotten
0: yeah that's a it's a great it's like such a universal concept it's so that's uh, it's it's beautiful yeah. and then when i go to your parties it's fun and it's not like it's
1: not morbid sad, right? or yeah. sad mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: all it's all just celebration of life and the appreciation of those who have gone before us. And I think that that's beautiful and it's fun. And I, the more I learn about it, the more I love this holiday. Right? (laughs) The more I want to be a part of it. So I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that you came here and you made some dead bread with us. Thank you for having me. I hope you have having me back. Oh yeah. Oh, Mm you'll definitely be back. I mean, I only suffered two injuries making this bread, so... (laughs) Only two! That's pretty good. (laughs) Just a burn and a zesting injury. (laughs) So jumping forward in time, how happy are you with our results? I love it. Oh my god. How do they look compared Um, to your previous
1: bakes? We're right up there with, like, the top five. Nice! Yeah. yeah. I've only been making it five. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that works. Um,
0: No, actually, I think we should cut into one. What do you think? Ooh, yeah, we can cut into mine. You got yours all wrapped I up. I Let's do it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Casey. It's been wonderful to learn about the Day of the Dead and make this delicious dead bread with you. You have your loaf to bring home, mm. which is awesome. Mm. Ugh, it's been so great. Thank you for being here. Thank you for
1: having
0: me. It's been have so fun. fun. And we'll have you back again for sure. All
1: right.
0: So thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to see pictures of the results from today, the Dead Bread uh, episode, and any of the um, things that Casey here has talked about today, all the pictures will be on Mixed Bread Podcast on Instagram and MixedBread.com. So check it out. Thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> 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 what I she know. said, subscribe. <laughs>